I'm gonna go ahead and take my prop down and my clear back. First time in this. Uh, I mean, no. I brought it with me. But like, I don't know where 
don't know how long.
30 seconds, Metro TV, 30 seconds. The Louisville Metro Council Special Committee of the Whole Meeting of February 2nd, 2023 will please come to order. The time is currently 5.24 p.m. This meeting is being held pursuant to KRS 61.826 and Council Rule 5A. Madam Clerk, a roll call, please. Councilmember Hawkins. Present. Councilmember Shanklin. Present. Councilmember Arthur. Present. Councilmember Purvis. Present. Councilmember McCraney? Here. Councilmember Armstrong? Councilmember Owen? Councilmember um, Mulvihill? Here. Councilmember Kramer? Councilmember Blackwell? Here. Councilmember Syme? Here. Councilmember Fowler? Councilmember Chapel? Here. Councilmember Reed? Here. Councilmember Wink or President Winkler? Here. Councilmember Parker? Councilmember Piagentini? Here. Councilmember Benson? Councilmember Rui? Here. Councilmember Engel? Present. Councilmember Hudson? Here. Councilmember Flood? Here. Councilmember Batson? Oh, Batshon, sorry. Present. Councilmember Ackerson? Councilmember Owen? Councilmember Kramer? Councilmember, um, I'm sorry, Councilmember Fowler. Here. Okay. Mr. President, you have 20 and a quorum. 21 thank, and a quorum. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Uh, please let the record reflect that Councilwoman Chambers Armstrong and Councilman Benson have excused absences. Oh, no, uh, also, Councilman Owen joined us, Councilman Ackerson joined us, in case you didn't get them. Very good, thank you. Uh, colleagues, first, I'd like to go over, uh, very quickly go over to tonight's agenda. Uh, we'll be swearing in our newly elected Jefferson County Soil and Water Conservation members. Uh, we've got three of them, uh, Gilman Baga, Austin Clark, and Valerie Magnuson. Uh, next, we've got a presentation for National Wear Red Day 2023 uh, in recognition of uh, February being American Heart Month, thanks to everybody who's wearing red. Uh, Madam Clerk, do we have any addresses to council? Yes, sir, we have four. Following the addresses to council, uh, we'll be voting for, and so everybody's clear, we'll be voting for the District 6 council member first and then the District 3 council member. We vote in the order that the resignations were received by the clerk. Uh, the clerk received uh, former President James's resignation prior to former Councilwoman Dorsey, so uh, there'll be the vote for District 6. Uh, our council rules require each elected office uh, to be elected in the order they were vacated. Um, the way the process is will work is I will open the floor for nominations. You can nominate uh, anybody we interviewed uh, for consideration. There's no second that's required. We'll close the nominations and then we'll take a vote. Uh, the vote requires a simple majority of 13. If no one reaches the, the required number of votes, we will reopen nominations and do it again and you know probably would drop the lowest uh, receiving applicant, but that's on you, whoever you can nominate whoever you would like. Uh, once we select uh, the District 6 council member, they will be sworn in immediately uh, by uh, County Attorney Holly Hopkins. 
uh, and then we will move on to the District 3 uh, election through the same process. Um, both new members will be allowed to vote. Um, really, District 6 would be allowed to vote for District 3 if they so chose. Uh, and then all of the new members uh, will be allowed to vote on all legislation. However, we've encouraged them to consider voting present given the fact that they will not have had any chance to review uh, any of the information, but that'll be up to them entirely. Any questions about that process? Okay, seeing none. Uh, the consent calendar comprises item, items 18 to 35. Would anyone like to add or remove any items from the consent calendar? And then special legislation comprises items 36 through 48, which covers uh, number 36, which is a proposed rule change regarding the notice to require video teleconferencing meetings. I believe, Councilman Piagentini, you have a comment on this one? Yes, thank you. Um, much to my chagrin, there has been somebody who has brought up some last second questions about the language. Uh, so rather than getting into a drawn out floor discussion, I'm going to request that we hold it. Uh, and I understand there was, uh, actually understand there was some discussion in the Denver Caucus too, so I think it'll be worthwhile to hold it for now, loop back together, see if we're good, and then vote on it at the next meeting. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, item 37 is our council calendar for the remainder of the year. 38, uh, the appointment of Councilwoman Hawkins to the Weston Opportunity Partnership Board. 39 is our annual contract with HR Alliance for uh, Workplace Investigative Services. Uh, and then 40 through 48 are several performance bonds uh, related to various uh, elected offices. Is uh, County Attorney Hopkins here? Ah, I know there was a question came up. Um, Councilman Blackwell, do you want to re-ask that question? Um, I can. I was just, um, the question I had was whether we were, um, it looked like in our um, ordinance that it that it, it cites um, KRS um, that those positions, even those positions that don't really have duties anymore uh, after the merged government, that they require a, a being bonded. Uh, my question was, does the KRS require us to pay for the bonding, or does it just require those individuals to be bonded? Um, so, didn't know at the time, and I, I think that she was going to do. I looked up the statute, and um, it's actually 70.310, and we'll need to make a little adjustment in the legislation on that. Um, that statute requires fiscal court to approve bonds for these offices uh, in an amount, uh, which minimum amount of $10,000, uh, with good sureties approved by the fiscal court. Uh, it, the bonds have to be renewed annually by the fiscal court or, as it says here, the legislative council of uh, a consolidated local government. Um, so taken as a whole, all of that to me says that metro government must pay for the bonds in addition to authorizing the bonds, and that has been the practice. I confirmed with risk that they do pay for these bonds since the uh, statute requires that council approve them and authorize them, the logical interpretation in my mind is that uh, Metro government must also pay for them. I don't know what the premium is on that bond. I can find that out for you. Council Blackwell, that answers your question. Um, yeah, 
sort of. Yeah. Yes. It doesn't still doesn't sound like we really are statutorily obliged to pay for them in my mind, but that's okay. I mean, I can see where you could read that into it. it doesn't seem like it's necessarily the case. And I know it's been the best the past practice um, for a long time. Um, just like to see us move forward with not paying for um, offices that don't have that don't add anything for Metro not to pay for offices that don't add anything to Metro government. Okay, thank you. Uh, old business comprises items 49 and 50, which are two items from the Planning and Zoning Committee. Uh, does anybody want to discuss those items? Chairwoman Flood. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, there, one is in Councilman Kramer's district, and it's my understanding he will have two binding elements that he will proffer tonight. Um, the other one is in my district, and it's split. It's actually split between my district and Councilman Symes' district. So. Um, I do have one more binding element that was solidified today that I'll be adding on that change in zoning also. Thank you. Councilman Kramer, anything you want to add? Or? Just that I'm grateful to Councilman Flood for continuing to work through these processes even though they aren't necessarily in her district and that um, I think the two binding elements, one of them is a pretty standard, I think Councilman Flood always works that one in and the other one it has to do with a stub street that I don't think is very controversial and the developers already signed off on it so should be fairly simple talk more i guess when we get there uh, colleagues there's one other item which is we have to make a um i would ask you when we get to new business to stick around for just a minute uh, we have to take a vote we inadvertently um you know as as you know when you're the chair of a committee particularly in this case budget committee you're often are the de facto sponsor of lots of legislation uh we accidentally uh Councilman Blackwell is the sponsor of an ordinance uh, related to um, St. Mary's that's owned by the Archdiocese, so there's the potential for uh, perceived conflict. So we just need to take a vote to change that in new business, remove Councilman Blackwell, and add me as a sponsor uh, for that. Councilman Ackerson. By chance, can we make that the first item on new business? Yeah, this will happen immediately in new business. So I just need you to stick around for 30 seconds when we get Marvelous. to new business. I assume no other questions about that. Okay, tonight we have uh, Matt Irwin, the mayor's communications director, who's joining us uh, to discuss the Safe, Safe Streets federal grant that was announced yesterday. Matt, the floor is yours. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you for that welcome. Uh, my name is Matt Irwin. I'm the communications director for the office of the mayor. For those of you who have not met face to face yet, it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, I've been asked to give a very brief update about a press conference and an announcement that the mayor made on Monday, or I'm sorry, on, made yesterday regarding a $20, $21 million federal grant uh, from the Safe Streets and Roads for All funding, which was part of the bipartisan infrastructure bill. The, mayor's, uh, the mayor announced that Louisville had received this grant. It will be matched uh, with state and local funding to total $27 million to right-size 10 different corridors in the city, right-sizing formerly referred to as uh, road diets, change the configuration of the road in order to reduce speed, um, increase access to other modes of transportation, and has been shown to reduce crashes from anywhere to 19 to 49%. Also, those crashes that do occur are reduced uh, in severity and obviously that reduces um, fatalities as well. I have um, 
Um, happy to answer any questions about this. The mayor is very excited. We plan to start construction on uh, in um, 2024, which will continue through 2027. And there are a number of members who have uh, some of these corridors in your district. I'd be happy to answer any questions you have. Councilman Reed. Thank you, Mr. President. And uh, I did notice, and by the way, I think this is a very positive thing. It's great for the city, great for the state. Uh, River Road, a good portion of that is in my district, uh, District 16. So do you have any idea of when details will be released in terms of the scope of the work that's going to be done and really what kind of project we're talking about here? I do not, and I believe the portion of River Road that is going to undergo this, uh, these improvements is in Councilman Arthur's district. Fine. That said, I will reach out to uh, Metro Works and get a more, uh, I, I, that information I can email you tomorrow. Okay, thank you very much. No problem. Thank you. I'd also recognize uh, Deputy Chief of Staff Dorsey, who uh, just can't stay away from here. So, uh, anything you would like to add? Can I just pop in? Sure. <laughs> um, thank you, Mr. President. Uh, we are reaching out to all of your members, Mr. President. Uh, individually, uh, the mayor's office is really committed to a partnership this time around with Metro Council. I'd like to thank the um, Director of Communications for coming over. I hope to see this type of partnership uh, ongoing when we do have large press conferences. A lot of members work during the day to make sure that you all have access. Um, if we do have a press conference, for example, in the middle of the day, that we can bring our director over to give you more details so that you all can ask questions. Uh, having that one-on-one -on -one in committees, et cetera. So thank you all for your partnership with us. It's, it's not necessarily always about agreement, but moving the city forward. Um, and the, you all have been great. So thank you for challenging us um, and for partnering us when we agree. And when we don't, iron sharpens iron. So we thank you so much. Thank you, uh, Matt. Thank you, Deputy Chief of Staff Dorsey. And we appreciate it. Uh, colleagues, just a couple other uh, items to cover. Uh, first of all, I neglected to mention this earlier, after uh, the votes tonight, uh, we'll take a 10 minute recess to allow our new colleagues to get settled, get signed in. So we'll have a, a brief break. Uh, just ask for your indulgence there to, to get them settled in. Uh, we've got some photos that we gotta take. And so we'll try to keep it to exactly the 10 minutes and, and get going. Uh, Simmons College Transform Louisville Education Breakfast is Tuesday, February 21st at 8 a.m. Uh, there are two tables. We've got 11 council members uh, who have committed. Uh, there are five uh, more spaces available. If you're interested, just let my office know. Uh, we do need the RSV, RSVP uh, really today, if at all possible. Uh, it was really due yesterday, but uh, if you could let me know, it would be great. Uh, and then finally, uh, or I shouldn't say finally, we have one additional uh, commission that we have not yet filled. Uh, it's the Commission of Public Art. Uh, if you're interested in serving on that commission, please let me know. Uh, we'll also obviously extend the opportunity to um, our two new colleagues that, that we'll appoint this evening. Uh, the council chambers, as you notice, are virtually complete. We're, all of these seats are wired for power and uh, USB. We're just waiting on the final electrical inspections. That should happen uh, today. You're probably not in any danger, but you know, <laughs> sit carefully. If you see any loose wires, don't touch them. Uh, but uh, 
you know, really compliment uh, Edwin and, and team. I think the contractors have done an outstanding job sort of moving through this process as quickly as possible uh, and look forward to reopening chambers, hopefully tomorrow, certainly by Monday. Uh, we're still waiting on the organizational chart from uh, the mayor's office. I know at the State of the City today, he announced a couple of other positions. Uh, they've committed to getting that to us ASAP. I think they're still moving people around and don't want to send something that's outdated uh, sort of moments after they hit send, uh, but we'll send that out as soon as we receive it. Uh, you will also receive an email per council rules uh, that we passed, uh, I think, in 2018. We have biannual uh, sexual harassment training uh, that's required. There's an online course that uh, we will send out that would just ask everybody to complete. It's for everybody, so your staff, you, uh, everyone needs to complete it. Uh, and the Madam Clerk, uh, do you have an update on PrimeGov? Um, yes, sir. We were going to um, have all of the council members start using PrimeGov on March the 16th, um, having the agencies start submitting um, requests for legislation and such in February. Um, but we realized that on March the 16th is simply two weeks away from our um, spring break. So what we're going to do is we're going to allow the system to go live on March the 16th. By then, we'll hopefully have chambers set up with the um, new iPads to um, accommodate the new program. And then we will um, test during those two weeks of spring break to make sure that um, it's up and ready, there's no glitches, so that we're not having a, a really horrific night on March the 16th. So, And um, after that, we'll start using that program. You'll be able to get into the queue remotely. Um, you'll be able to vote remotely um, or in the room. The, uh, one big one big difference is each person will have to log into their own computer whenever they walk into the room. So, thank you, Madam it. Clerk. Thank you, uh, Councilman Piagentini. Yes, thank you, Mr. President. Just a quick heads up uh, for those that are unaware. Uh, yesterday was the recognition of National Girls and Women in Sports Day, uh, and uh, this was totally coincidental. But at the next full council meeting. Uh, I'd ask, again, we're not making any rules changes tonight, so you know, there might be some that, that uh, you'll still have the option to request virtually, but I hope that everybody can be here live. We're going to have the University of Louisville women's volleyball team here and be recognizing them for their runner-up placing in the NCAA tournament this past season, back-to-back -back Final Four uh, placements. So uh, looking forward to recognizing them and, and hopefully getting to meet them and at the next council meeting. And we'll have, a, we'll have a, a, a resolution on their behalf signed by the council. So, and we'll have that ready to go uh, during the next caucus meetings in two weeks. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you. And for those of you who were not there, uh, in the Operation Brightside uh, volleyball challenge between the administration and Metro Council, uh, several of uh, the women on the team served as coaches. Uh, suffice it to say, none of them are worried about their scholarships being uh, replaced by any of us uh, or those in the administration, but uh, they were uh, good sports and served as uh, very valuable coaches to those of us that uh, managed to embarrass ourselves out there. Uh, last thing I'd call out, very busy month for birthdays. Caleb Howard, happy birthday. Aaron Horner, uh, happy birthday. John Torsky, Brianna Wright, Councilman Rui, happy birthday. Steve Hag, happy birthday. Uh, and then, because we won't have another council meeting before then, uh, Councilwoman Parker and Councilman Bashton, happy birthday.
Anybody else have any items for tonight? All right, with no further business before us, Committee of the Whole is adjourned. Expand to count